the darkness at thy speaking it was done. Welcome to sermons from Zion Lutheran Church of Gwinner, North Dakota. Zion Lutheran Church is committed to the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Jesus said, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. My friends, it is actually very troubling, yes, very troubling for us to read in the 15th chapter of the Gospel of John, over six different times we hear Jesus mention this word, hate. Yes, some six times. He says this, if the world hates you, you will be aware that it hated me before it hated you. And he goes on to say, therefore the world hates you. Whoever hates me hates my father. Some six times the word hate is used. Yes, we hear the word hate six times in the 15th chapter of John's gospel. And here, this is what is interesting. It is not the Christian or Jesus Christ himself that is doing the verb of hating, but rather it is the other way around. It is the world that is hating. Now, this may be very difficult for us to wrap our minds around since we hear on a daily basis from the talking points in culture that Christians are a bunch of haters for standing upon convictions and principle. But Jesus actually points out that it is the other way around. That isn't to say that Christians are innocent and never hate, that Christians never break the fifth commandment. We Christians certainly do hate We certainly do hate our neighbor when we fail to be merciful and kind and forgiving to our neighbors. We should indeed help and support our neighbor in every physical need that they have. And we should be quick to confess this sin of hate when the hate comes and grabs hold of our hearts, when it embeds itself, when it roots itself in our hearts, and when we wish our neighbor harm. We should indeed confess this Hate as sin breaking the fifth commandment, seeking forgiveness for this way of evil. As for the world, though, Jesus says that the world indeed hates. It hates Jesus and his followers. This is the natural disposition of the world. I repeat, this is the natural disposition. It is the default position of the world. Contrary to all the slogans of love and acceptance and tolerance and unity and coexistence, along with that symbol of the heart, 
The world plainly and simply hates Christ. Yes, the world hates Jesus. We hear in the New Testament that the world hated Jesus and his disciples. And we must not delude ourselves into thinking that the world is grateful for the gospel. But we must be ready and aware of the harsh fact that the world hates the message of Christianity. My friends, we do not live in a world that is friendly toward or even tolerant of Jesus and his truth, the truth of his word. All we have to do is consider the crucifixion of Jesus to realize that the world hated without a cause. Yes, without a cause. While Jesus was on earth, his enemies constantly hated him without a cause. The hatred, it actually began with gossip and slander against Jesus. That mumbling that happened behind his back. The hatred, it actually intensified in the Gospel of Mark, we hear as they went to verbal attacks and going from that mumbling and that slander behind his back to actual confrontation and insulting him to his face. And that hatred increased even more when they physically wanted to kill him, take him out and throw him off of a cliff. And their hatred even culminated to the the top degree with them illegally, I repeat, illegally arresting Jesus and crucifying him as a criminal. Indeed, while Jesus was on earth, the world hated him, and generally speaking, they left the disciples alone. However, when Jesus ascended to the heavens, when Jesus ascended to heaven, Jesus said that the world would then turn its hate towards his disciples. And we see this happen in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, where the disciples receive attack after attack after attack, In fact, the whole book of Acts in the New Testament could be characterized as a book of persecution, attacks from the world upon the disciples, attacks that were leveled against the disciples, even bringing death upon the disciples and followers of Jesus. Now, I would like to tell you that this does not apply to you this day, but it actually does, my friends. As the world hated Jesus... It also hated his apostles. And as the world hated the apostles, the world will also hate you and me too. As it happened to Jesus, so the devil and the world will persecute you and me. We are pilgrims. We must not forget, we are pilgrims and strangers in this world. A world that has antagonism towards us. Now keep in mind, That Jesus does not share this to dump rain upon your souls, but rather he shares this in our gospel reading so that we might be forewarned. This is shared with us so that we might know and expect that this is the way that it is. In fact, this is shared with us so that we would not be caught off guard when persecution happens to us. For this is the lonely way, my friends, of Christianity. Proclaiming salvation and living in eternal hope and peace of Christ for the forgiveness of sins, only to receive hatred and persecution and spit in the face from the world. This is the way of Christianity. This is the lonely way of Christianity. Now, we may be wondering to ourselves, though, does this conflict happen today? Is it really 
as bad as Jesus said it would be. Now, surely it was bad in the book of Acts. We hear that. We hear it was bad for Jesus being crucified upon that cross, but is it really that bad right here and right now in the 21st century? It has been reported, my friends, that over 100,000 Christians, 100,000 Christians are violently, yes, violently killed annually every year because of their faith. According to the World Evangelical Alliance, over 200 million Christians are denied fundamental human rights solely because of their faith in Jesus Christ. And of the 100 to 200 million Christians under assault, the majority are persecuted in Muslim-dominated nations. All of this to say... Christians suffer more than any other faith group, than any other faith group in the entire world. Jesus is correct, is he not? The world hates Christ. The world hates Christians. The world will throttle Christians as heretics and troublemakers, as evildoers, and so forth to attack. This is the nature of the world. This is the way that the sinful nature that is present in the world acts. It is the way of the devil who works to kill and steal and destroy the faith of Christians. Now, even though we have not experienced persecution to the degree that other Christians have experienced persecution in this world, we still will experience this hatred This hatred without a rational reason. Pure hatred for just being a child of God. And when this hatred comes at you in the form of insult and gossip and slander or neglect, your conscience, my friends, might become weak. You may begin to wonder. You may may begin to wonder if you are doing the right thing. You may wonder if you have confessed the faith too boldly. Maybe you should have kept your mouth a little bit more quiet. You think to yourself, for the world and the devil will press hard upon you to recant, to capitulate, to renounce the Christian faith, to be silent, and to get in line like everyone else. So, dear friends, when this happens, for if it hasn't, it will, keep in mind that you will find little comfort. Yes, I repeat, keep in mind that you will find little comfort. That is right, you will find little comfort when you are under attack from the world. You will find relatively no sympathy from the world. That is to say, when the world is enraged in its hate and has set forth to persecute, there will be absolutely no sympathy or relief within the structures of the world. Human resource departments, employee handbooks, Social norms and general common sense decency may attempt to curb the hatred of the world, but as we have seen with the suffering and the death of Jesus Christ himself, even a powerful governor of the Roman Empire was powerless to stop the momentum and power of the world's hatred. And so when the world hates and persecutes you, you will have nowhere to go, which is good. Let me repeat, when the world hates and persecutes persecutes you, you will have nowhere to go, which is actually very good. Yes, it is very good. When there is nowhere left to go for comfort, you see, the Holy Spirit, though, 
through the word, is there for you in the midst of your helplessness to comfort you and actually strengthen your faith, receiving comfort from another, receiving comfort out of this world, receiving comfort from the Lord. You see, Jesus promises to us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit tells the truth about us in the world as he speaks to us in the word. Even the Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6 that the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. What this means for you, what this means for you and me is this. The Holy Spirit working through the word of God is like a mighty sharp sword. The sword of the word of God not only works offensively, but it works defensively as well against the devil and the world itself. So what does this mean? It means that the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Yes, the Holy Spirit is our comforter. He is the spirit of truth, and we have been given the Holy Spirit in our baptisms and the mighty word of God. The Holy Spirit does not flee from the hate and persecution of the world. So my friends, when there's no more comfort to be had in this world, and when we find ourselves at the end of our wits, We shall not despair. We shall not despair at all, for the Lord is with us, and we have the Holy Spirit's sword, the word of God, to fight these enemies. For example, my friends, when the devil accuses you of sin, we admit that we are sinners, and we ask the devil himself, what are you to do with your accusations now, you pathetic serpent? Then we make the sign of the cross over our head and our hearts, remembering that we are among the redeemed, and then we confess Christ crucified for our sins and tell the devil to go to the hell that he deserves, for we are in Christ. The truth of the gospel has come to us, and we remember that truth that has been embedded into our hearts and our minds, that we are among the redeemed. And when the world puffs its chest up, and cries out superficial, condemning cliches that are here one day and gone the next, we neither get defensive nor agitated, but we simply confess God's word, for his word does not change, and his word is truth. It is eternal truth. Indeed, you and I will get no comfort, we will get no honor or power or assistance from the world. But everything the world has will be used to extinguish you and me. However, do not be alarmed, for what the world offers is temporary and passing. The Lord Jesus Christ, though, gives you comfort. He sends you the comforter, the Holy Spirit, who will comfort you when you are frightened and when you are discouraged, when you are miserable and wretched and forsaken by other people. The devil, keep in mind, is a misfit and a rebel, but the Holy Spirit is truth and your comforter, and he does not fail. So when the world entices you with its comfort by dangling ease and security and happiness before you, know this, it is a counterfeit comfort. It is neither real nor lasting. The Spirit, though, through the Word, gives you an unfailing comfort that is lasting and true, the comfort that you are forgiven for Christ Jesus' sake, forgiven of all of your sins. You will not be snatched from the Lord's hand. The Lord is with you no matter how bad it gets, my dear friends. And if it gets really bad, for there is always that possibility that it gets really, really bad, if it does get really this bad, 
That is to say, if the world's hatred is unleashed to the point that you lose your spouse, you lose your children, you lose your house, your property, your clothes, your reputation, and even if you lose your body and your life, know this, Jesus Christ, he put on flesh so that he could die and rise again for your forgiveness. He has ascended to the Father and will come to judge the living and the dead. You will not be forgotten, but all will be made right in Jesus Christ. Indeed, you will be given a new body someday, an everlasting life. Therefore, if all of this is true, which it is, what shall you and I be afraid of? Because of the Holy Spirit, through the word, tells us that we are loved by the Lord Jesus Christ, whom shall we fear? Because the Holy Spirit, through the word, tells us that Jesus is the victor over death, that he's the victor over sin and hell, we shall fear no evil, and we shall fear no hatred. My friends, dear baptized saints, the world may bring its worst, but its hate and persecution cannot snuff out the comfort and the sure promise that the Holy Spirit gives to you and to me in his word. And that promise is that we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. No matter how bad it gets, that we belong to the Lord. We belong to the Lord today. We belong to the Lord tomorrow. And we belong to the Lord forevermore. In the name of Jesus, our truth, our comfort, our hope, our everlasting life. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormattrichard.org or visit Zion Lutheran Church's website at www.zionglinner.org. The Lord bless and keep you.